the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We're coming at you on October 3rd, 2022. Uh, We've made it almost through two years of this Biden administration. Every day, it just seems like a little bit farther into the abyss. Uh, But fortunately, we we have a a special guest here to hopefully lighten some of that up uh, a little bit. So uh, uh, we have Eric Gerhardt who is running for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. So he's going to join us on the panel to kick around some topics uh, and uh, some of these sort of related to uh, Pennsylvania. Um, But uh, let me introduce you to the rest of our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. Uh, My name is Jason McPhee, I'll be your host. And if you're looking for Tim Everett, our Screaming Eagle of Freedom, he is out right now. Uh, We expect him back maybe in a week or two. So... uh, um, you know, you'll get more Screaming Eagle then. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> let's, let's uh, jump into our topics. Uh, uh, first off is um, election integrity in Philadelphia. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, this is sort of an issue because we had, uh, you know, a lot of cries when Trump ran in 2020 that, you know, maybe there were a few areas where there was some concern about whether or not things were being done appropriately or not. Um, and uh, at the time, you know, Republicans were saying, hey, you know, we, we think there might be a little bit of fraud going on here. And Democrats were saying, nope, nope, nothing to see here. Well, it, just a few days ago, and maybe we could get the story up here, James, um, in, in Philadelphia, um, a former Democrat representative, Michael J. Ozzie Myers of Philadelphia, is sentenced to two and a half years uh, in prison uh, for apparently padding uh, uh, ballot totals of, of candidates. And so ballot, ballot stuffing, ballot, yeah, ballot stuffing. stuffing. And, and so anyways, and this wasn't his his first uh, rodeo on this either, because <laughs> yeah. apparently he'd been to jail before that, too. Uh, so I, I think they said he'd been sentenced to six years uh, uh, before this particular uh, uh, case. They said he also served six years uh, for uh, some election issues back in the 70s. So anyways, you know, maybe Maybe where there's a little bit of smoke, there's fire. What do you guys think about this? Is this something that, you know, we we need to look a little deeper into? Eric, Eric you can go. Um, I mean, election integrity is the foundation of democracy. I mean, they keep toting that we're a democratic society. And truthfully, if everybody's vote is counted properly and there aren't any fraudulent votes, then we have a democratic society. But that people can stuff ballots, technology has changed, but there's no really safeguard they're putting in place. I mean, we have blockchain technology coming out now. They should, I, I would like to propose, you know, putting a blockchain on all the ballots. So if we want to do an uh, electronic filing system, it's tagged and marked when people's voter registration go in and any new information is also tagged and marked. And then you maybe put like a uh, facial recognition program in there with voter ID 
so that you can see if it's the same person over different times through facial recognition. And then you can also have like another program that runs for signature signature verification. And then you, you get like a triple check procedure so that, you know, one person only voted once about stuffing can't go through because it's going to red flag it because it's going to have a set detail of who's already registered the vote. And you can, even with the mail-in balloting, cross-reference that stuff as well. But, I mean, mail-in balloting's unconstitutional. It, it, it was deemed that way back when uh, Lincoln and he tried to get him out of office during the Civil War. Um, I still don't see how it's legal now. I just heard of a bill that they passed uh, with, I think, nine Republican senators all retiring, signing on, saying that they want to allow for all ballots to be, be able to be counted five days after the election, which should also be deemed unconstitutional because you can only pull the lever once. You can't vote five days after, but you can count right. more ballots after the fact. Like That only opens it up to more fraud, of which if you want to sow trust in the system, you have to keep the system to a certain standard of, that can be trusted, of which, you know, just saying we're, we're going to have September 19th was uh, the early voting start date here in Pennsylvania. They had a month and a half to do early voting, of which I was raising a, a funk about even the fact that if they start airing people or voting Democrat or Republican prior to an election coming on November, that that's even tampering with an election because you're, you're showing trends of how people are going to vote, which shouldn't be allowed on the TV because that will sway people's votes. And yeah. There's so many different facets to it. it. We just need to get to some kind of a simple system, not keep making new systems for convenience and stuff, because you're just only opening it open to fraud more and more. Eric, do you, do you guys have vote, do you have voter ID in uh, Pennsylvania? It's uh, selective. It's not. We have a, a Democratic governor, so that's not happening anytime soon until that changes because they they voted as racist. I mean, that's Fetterman's take on it, that it's racist, that it, mm. black people are ignorant to the fact that they don't know how to get an ID. When that's part of a function of life for every American citizen across the country, that they wouldn't know how to do that. It's just it's ignorance in its deepest form, which it, it should just be broad spectrum across the board. Everybody should have to show their ID. I mean, Leon, you, I, you, I, I, I what was it? sorry, but Leon, I, I've never, I, I didn't, never would have occurred to me, you know, because maybe because I'm not racist like a Democrat, but I've never seen your ID. Do you have an ID? Damn, Jason, come on, man. What do you, what do you think? I'm, I'm too stupid to have that. What's wrong with you? Huh? I'm too stupid to have that. Damn, you know, I don't, I don't go to the bank because yeah. I, I don't, I don't travel on Amtrak. I, I don't do none of that shit. Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> well, this one's going straight to podcast. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you suggest that I should have one? Come on. Come hey, on. hey, hey if, if you ever need me to go with you somewhere to show my ID because yeah, you yeah. can't get one. I could go in the bank. I could go in the bank and tell the bank, oh, my white friend here will, will bump for me. Okay. <laughs> Link twice if you have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, those those yeah. Democrats, those Democrats, they love us so much, man. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they love. They always taking care of us. Those people, those people who think we less than them, you know, they always they always want to take care of us. Oh, oh they love us. They really do. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that struck me, uh, Eric, when you were talking about it was simplicity, uh, you know, is what you, you seem to be your main takeaway is with, uh, um, you know, election rules to avoid election fraud. And, I, you know, that's one of the things that concerns me when people start talking about electronic fixes, because, you know, at some point it's it's sort of like, well, you know, if if we start having a whole bunch of electronic fixes, then you, you kind of have to have faith that whoever is pulling those levers behind the scenes is not somehow, you know, stacking the deck. So, I, I, you know, I almost think, you know, man, just just keep it simple. Uh, you know, we've sort of been doing this for hundreds of years, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, sort of narrow it down to a simple set of days or a day and just get everybody's votes counted. And, uh, you know, I, it just seems like we're adding in so much complexity and in a very short time frame as well, which to me that that's probably what's leading to a lot of these problems. Um, and, and even if there isn't uh, voter fraud, the fact that so many people have mistrust now is a huge issue. So, yes, you know, the yes. idea that you, you make the more abstract things you add into this just seems like, uh, um, you know, the, even that in itself may be an issue. Um, Jason, I'm not sure I understand what, um, no, you talk about electronic fixes and you, you have a little issue. Here. I'm not sure I understand what the issue is with, um, with some of the things that I, I guess Eric raised these electronic fixes, what, what, what exactly is the issue? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following it. Well, so th things like facial recognition and all these other kinds of things. I mean, in, in the end, we're, we're still sort of trusting that whoever is behind the curtain of these electronic, uh, you know, of, of these computer programs is still not somehow, you know, rigging the deck, right? I mean, because I mean, I can't tell mm -hmm. I, when I walk in, if if whoever is running these programs is doing it properly or not. So I and, and I imagine it's a very limited number of people who can and I would think the smaller you get that limited number of people, the more likely you could have fraud, right? I mean, you know, when just a few people have their hands on, on what's going on. No, Jason, I mean, I can see, you know, I can see a point about, you know, somebody in the background, you know, we have to make sure that they're, they're above board. But, you know, I use facial recognition. Here's my here's my phone. Mm -hmm. I use facial recognition all the time to get into my bank account. Some of my most personal sure. data and that kind of stuff and things like that. Now, will the government be able to implement that with the level of efficiency that my that my bank does, I mean that's a legitimate question that they should be asking. Yeah. But I think something like facial recognition and some of those black blockchain issues that Eric is raising, I think it could have some legs. But the issue, I think, and maybe this is your concern, and not not you're not expressing it, is the can the government properly implement these things like yeah. how a bank would or how. Uh, or uh, some other private institution can, you know, that's that to me. That to me is a is, is a legitimate issue. Well, not, does, not, not the technology, not the technology itself. It does pique my interest when he says blockchain, because you know, then that sounds like it's something that is 
outside of the government. And, you know, maybe that's something that is exactly. like Bitcoin. It's verified by everybody, not just the government. So that yeah. part, you know, I, I'd definitely be be interested in, you know, uh, diving down that rabbit hole a little bit. <laughs> well, I <laughs> but, mean, uh, if voter, after the votes are tallied, that kind of should be public information so that they can be reviewed by as many sources as it wants to, not just it's an open and closed yes. deal. Where right. if there is fraud, and like if I'm just saying using blockchain and stuff like that, because I don't trust these computer systems, Dominion machines that somebody they're, they're putting them all over the place. And it's it's tied to certain companies, which technically I think Nancy Pelosi has a huge investment in the Dominion voting machines. So, yeah, I don't definitely yes. trust that that when it's a politician doing that. But when you have a private company that has no ties to any politician and they're held to a higher standard to implement something, I want it to be either the nines that's why i'm saying facial recognition signature verification i want it to have so many tiers of self-protection and self-verification and cross-reference that there is no room for fraud and if there is fraud it finds it immediately and it's red flag and then that can be discredited not just they mail-in votes come in through the mail and they're done you, you know, and you know, I, I mean, Eric, and I, I, I really do agree with you on, on, on this point, because you know, a very curious thing happened on the on the twenty twenty elections. Now, I am not claiming fraud because I really don't know. Okay, but when we went to bed, when mm -hmm. I say we, I'm talking about we Americans went to bed on the election night in twenty mm -hmm. um, in twenty twenty. For um, Trump was leading in Pennsylvania by I think six hundred and ninety thousand votes. And then we mm -hmm. get up the next morning and we're within a few days, all of that was gone. So I don't know how that happened, okay? But every I'm sorry. State, he, he, he lost every bit of lead. In every state, he lost every bit of lead and then lost by a few, just... Oh, you're getting frozen a little bit, Eric. Maybe those yeah. uh, big tech sensors <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. catching you before you said that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the fact that everybody he's winning by 7K and wake up and at 2 in the morning, just all these 680K votes show up. It's just like, what a wonky dink. And then they're talking about panel vans in the middle of the night, which they really didn't verify whether those panels came from somebody that they weren't signed. But I think she been out of me. If it's one that almost is Eric, you're breaking up badly. You're breaking up badly. Oh, no. Yes, it seems like you're breaking up a little bit. You know, I'll throw in one uh, example that really piqued my uh, uh, interest. And it wasn't Philadelphia, but it was Georgia, where they had that weird case where they had all of these people who were supposed to be there looking at uh, the counting, essentially, uh, I, I can't remember what they call them, verifiers or whatever, uh, and from both parties. And then they claimed that a pipe burst and they sent yes. them all home. Yes. And, and it was all on video. And immediately after mm -hmm. they sent them all home, you saw them pull boxes of ballots exactly. out from under tables and yes. continue counting. So, yes. I, I mean, it's it's like if if that kind of stuff is happening, it, it's it would almost be crazy not to think that something untoward is going on, right? I mean, if if uh, uh, you know they they told you, uh, yeah, you know, we just need you to uh, uh, sign this paper, but um, yeah, but 
don't don't read you know we're going to blank it out right when you're supposed to be reading yeah. <laughs> but sign it anyway in that same video you're speaking about if you look at the upper I, I think it was the upper left hand corner of that video there's a woman in in that in, in that video who's running ballots through the machine multiple times mm. right there in the video and yeah. you, you know it, it, it just makes you wonder what the hell was going on in Georgia you know, and, yeah. I mean you know Georgia is it's supposed to be a red state, but I mean it's kind of purple these days. But it it it, it just makes you wonder. Yeah, Some, mm-hmm. something was wrong. Something yeah. was definitely wrong. I don't know what Eric thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you know, that, that should should have been looked into, and if they found fraud, they should be prosecuted to the full ends of it. I mean, you, you if like you want to have a democracy and a democratic way of voting, fraudulent votes are fraud. That a felony of which you should be charged for and held accountable i mean you brought it up in the beginning where the guy was ballot stuffing and was going to serve two years i mean that that seems like a a light slap on the wrist for for trying to rig an election i mean it's it's the only process that we have to determine who's going to make the decisions for the next few years or even longer in my sense where i'm running for senate it's a six-year term like a lot of things can change in six years Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> no, it's just just horrible, and it certainly seems criminal. Um, but uh, speaking of crime, it seems like there's been an awful lot of crime recently in Philadelphia, along with uh, many other big cities as well. Some of these mm-hmm. are cities where they seem to have put in um, very progressive prosecutors. And in uh, if, you know, this particular headline uh, says that uh, you know. There, there's been a thousand killings, I guess, in Philadelphia since D.A. Krasner's crime policies have gone into effect. Um, yeah, I guess that's in a two-year period here, it's saying. Um, but uh, it, it is interesting, though, because some of the stuff that they're claiming some of these progressive D.A.s are for are things that uh, libertarians are very sympathetic to, like uh, decriminalizing prostitution and um, drug use. Uh, so... But uh, anyways, uh, j- just curious, though, you know, is this, uh, you know, is this something these these DAs that we just have to uh, I-, I guess is there some way we can meet in the middle with these guys? Or do we just need to get rid of these guys. I mean, this is this is pretty terrible. It seems like some of the stuff that's happening in these places. You know, I if mean, they were pushing if they were pushing these like decriminalization of prostitute, decriminalization of drug use and that kind of stuff. Yes, we can talk to them, but that's not what they're doing. They may be doing some of that, but that's not what they're doing. These people have their bail reform, and this bail reform are letting repeat offenders, repeat criminals back onto the streets. And the, and when they let them back onto the streets, they're going into communities, into the same communities that these progressives claim that they love so much, co- communities of color. That's their favorite word these days. They... They, they love to tell us about those things, but they're letting these criminals go back into back onto the streets and where they could commit even more crimes that, that, that than than they would have otherwise if not for those bail reforms, this so-called criminal justice reform that these people are doing. This guy in particular in um in Philadelphia, this Krasner, he's denying that any of their policies have anything to do with the rising crime rate in Philadelphia. The man is a madman. He's defended by um these um supported by George Soros or one of Soros's um organizations. And all of these things all around the country, whether it's Bragg in New York, whether it's um Kim Gardner in St. Louis, 
all over the country is seeing these so-called progressive DAs letting criminals back onto the streets and they're doing nothing but wreaking havoc upon law-abiding citizens. Yep. In that same sense, it falls down to the sanctuary cities, which Philadelphia is one of those two, where the, the immigrants that come into the city, they could be terrorists from another country and they, they they're coming to rape maim, maim and kill and they've done yes. it like there there was a story of a uh, a guy who he killed three people got caught but because he was an immigrant they let him back on the street he went back out to kill 21 more people and they arrested oh, him four man. times in that time he went out and killed three people got arrested got put back out killed more people got put back out i mean that's that's a criminal and, and a dangerous individual which should be locked up and removed from society because of his tendencies. And that's the, the reason for justice and, and putting criminals accountable for their actions. But, you know, you got these DAs who are doing the same thing or they're just allowing these people back onto the streets to do more crime. I mean, it, it kind of falls in line with the Biden agenda that he wants to steal your guns. But, you know, if they're the cr same criminal shooting the same like other people with guns that they're getting illegally, any real reform of taking people's guns away from law-abiding citizens is only going to incentivize criminals to do it more because now, now they know you disarm the populace, That's of which right. he had the option in our state to do a concealed carry, of which he vetoed. He had the option to legalize drugs in the state, which he vetoed. They, they had the option to do things. Thankfully, Wolf's going after this term, but now we got Josh Shapiro possibly coming in, and he's just going to do same old, same old, and it's going to be nothing but the same stuff. And it's it's a sad state that our entire country is facing in multiple levels. Yeah. Thing, yeah, it's too bad because you know I mean libertarians. I mean we're for uh, you know voluntary interactions. We're for migration that's completely voluntary, and you know people aren't uh, taking advantage of you know maybe, maybe some sort of a welfare net or some kind of uh, you know you know maybe being able to <laughs> essentially get away with actual violent crimes, which <laughs> seems to be what's happening in some of these cases. Um, and, and same thing with issues like prostitution. But I mean these these. DAs are, it seems like they're just absolutely nuts, some of these policies yeah. of just letting violent criminals out, which has nothing to do with libertarian ideas at all. It's just some crazed, uh, I don't know, identity politics. But speaking of crazy, um, <laughs> and uh, maybe we could get the image up here, um, you know, uh, should we, you know, we, we've had real concerns over some of the people who are representing us recently. Um, and John Fetterman is running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and he's had some issues where he had a stroke not too long ago. And some of the things that are happening at his campaign, he's literally incoherent and almost like he was related to Biden or something. <laughs> and I mean, Biden himself is massively incoherent as well. Uh, so much so that he's had multiple calls just to take a cognitive test while he's in office um, to prove that he's not crazy <laughs> that's the best way to say or that you know not demented or or at least can you know uh, fulfill the roles of his office now I, I i do think there is some danger in having the state determine whether or not you're you're i guess rational enough to be a politician but uh, on the other hand um is, is that really a, a bridge too far for it seems like voters should 
at least be demanding that of their politicians, even if the state doesn't, the voters certainly should should hold them to a higher standard and say, hey, let's let's let make sure you're at least, uh, you know, at least. I, I, I guess mentally not, competent, uh, mentally yes. competent. <laughs> yeah, at least well, I mean, what a, what avenue do the, does the populace have to put a test to a person who's running as a politician to that standard where he would have to go through a physical and a health evaluation to see if he's up to it? Because from what I'm hearing, he's having hearing issues, he's having cognitive issues, speech impediment. He looks like from the last time I see him, he lost about 120 pounds of just physical weight. Like he's in some worse for wear. And if he can't hear and communicate properly in the Senate, he can't do the job. But, I mean, that might be their whole goal in the end game anyway, is to have him go in there, be declared not fit, and just replace him with some glorified yes man. And that way they don't – there's no special election. They can just replace him with whoever they want if he wins. But he has to survive to – after inauguration for that to go through. So, like, now until then – but the thing is, like, the fact that he had a stroke, like, what, a month and a half ago, almost two months now? Yeah, in, in I mean, May, in May. Yeah. yeah so, 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 like I was saying, like, what is the avenue the populace would have to go to their state representatives to call him and hold him accountable, whether he is able to do the job? Which I don't think there is an avenue for the the people to do that. Maybe the legislature can put something through if there is a majority to be able to challenge that. But I don't think there is like even if you did like a petition to to make sure that he's up to snuff through the populace, but then that takes time of which there's just not enough time to do that, to get enough signatures. What is the signature requirement? I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think there is an avenue for the people to do such a thing, which maybe should be looked at. But you know, but you know, there's a, a massive hypocrisy ongoing here. There we go again with our, our favorite H word, Jason. <laughs> but there's a massive hypocrisy going on here. I don't know if you guys remember during the Trump administration, everybody was talking about Trump's mental competence, or mm -hmm. he needs to take this cognitive test. Well, Trump actually did take a, a, a cognitive test. He passed it with flying colors, but the media would not report on it because it's Donald Trump, right? Anything good about Trump cannot be reported on the news. But anyway, they were demanding it. Oh, he needs to take a cognitive test. He needs to take a cognitive test. Mm -hmm. Now we have Joe Biden in office, and Joe Biden clearly have problems. There is no doubt about that. He clearly have problems. He just was walking around on the stage recently and asking, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? Jackie is dead. Jackie died in a car crash. There's a congresswoman, I believe from Indiana, who died some time ago. He's walking well, around the stage asking, where's Jackie? He literally, I mean, they, 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 well, Leon, they literally had some event that was planned for that, uh, like a day away from that. So it was clear that, you know, Biden was, should have been well aware of the fact that she had passed away. Exactly. And he's, he's literally looking for her out there in the audience. So it's kind of, yes, I don't know. Exactly. And then on top of on top of this Biden issue, we have John Fetterman in um in, in, in Pennsylvania, your one of your opponents, Eric. Now think about this now. Fetterman had a stroke. It's not to say we're making this stuff up. The man had a stroke. And clearly, if you look at his campaign, some of his some of his, his answers to questions to or some of his, his speeches he had made, the man is there's something going on. He's incoherent at times. He, he's, he garbles his words sometimes. I mean, it's, you, you can see there's something wrong. But yet we have the media, our good, wonderful, objective media, not demanding that this man do some kind of cognitive test 
and release the results. As a matter of fact, he did some sort of test, but some of it they release and some they won't release and all the kind of stuff. Like they have something to hide. But the mm -hmm. hypocrisy is what is killing our democracy. That's what's going on here. And the, the, the voters are being misinformed by these people who are supposed to be holding our politicians, our elected leaders, or candidates for elected office. We as the media are supposed to be helping us hold these people accountable, but they're not doing their job. So it's a real problem. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. But more government isn't the issue. The the way to fix that issue, which that's what they want to do. You know, if if they want to go like, oh, well, the senators are going to vote on a new bill to test people's mental thing. Well, then now it's the government doing that job for you when it shouldn't be that right. way. It should be the right. citizens putting forth that there's an issue that they think should be looked into. And then it's looked into and then reported on equally and balanced with the fact that Almost everything's controlled by the Democratic Party in the media through CNN, MSNBC. The only one that's not is, I think, Fox. And that's even iffy. I mean, at best. It's just like, where, where are you going to get real news nowadays? I mean, get it, you get it on the Internet, of which, you know, I'm, my Internet's kicking in and out. It's like, that, that might be gone soon. Who knows? <laughs> and, and, and that is ultimately the problem, because like you're saying, the voters really need to to just have a higher standard. Um, but, uh, you mm -hmm. know, than, than guys like Biden and Fetterman. But the, the, the problem is, is that the media literally doesn't hold them to any kind of account. They mm -hmm. they literally bird dog Trump to take a, uh, you know, cognitive test. But mm -hmm. then with Biden, they, they literally act like it's normal when he goes to shake hands with the invisible man behind exactly. him on the stage and there's nobody there. Yes. It's crazy. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm not a doctor. I mean, I can see it's crazy. Everybody out there can see it's crazy, but if the media is not showing you that, then you literally, you just can't see it. And so you can't see it's crazy. Right. Uh, so, exactly. you know, people mm -hmm. who are, are in that echo chamber, yeah, boy, these, these are tough times, but, um, Let's see. Uh, you, you guys have uh, uh, a few more minutes or do we need to wrap up? Because we can uh, hit the NFL issue real quick if we have time for it. So uh, let's just keep I'm on good. rolling. I'm, I'm good. OK. OK. Well, you know, speaking of cognitive issues um, and maybe we could get this one up there, too. Uh, you know, NFL is up and rolling. And so this sort of uh, the all these uh discussion of cognitive issues sort of rolls into this topic, which is sort of an issue for libertarians. Um, you know, essentially, there's a lot of people saying that, uh, um, hey, look, if a guy gets a concussion, a guy hits his head too hard, um, you know, that's causing serious damage to him potentially. And so maybe he shouldn't be allowed to do a sport uh, that, that has the potential to do that to him. And so recently, the Miami Dolphins uh, had this issue where two weeks in a row, uh, their quarterback, uh, he banged his head into the ground as he was being tackled. And mm -hmm. so in the first case, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Dolphins were playing the Buffalo Bills and uh, his head hit the ground. He got up fine. But as he was starting to walk back to the huddle, he started to collapse again. Um, yes. And uh, so but they, they still cleared him saying that, OK, well, it's not a concussion issue. So, uh, you know, whatever. But then a week later, he got he slammed his head in again and they had to cart him off of the field uh, on a stretcher. And uh, now everybody's saying, look, this this is an issue where there's clearly some uh, a little bit of brain damage that has occurred. It doesn't appear to be any kind of severe life altering 
issue at this point, but it, it is something where, you know, it brings up the question, uh, you know, people get harmed in a sport, should they be allowed to? And I mean, as a libertarian, I think, well, that we should leave it up to him whether or not he wants to, to do this. But what do you guys think? I mean, should there be uh, standards, you know, that uh, we impose on people, whether or not they can do these things? Not imposed, not imposed. Okay, yeah, not, yeah, we are not talking imposed, here. For sure. Yes, uh, Eric, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead. you can. I, I was going to let you go. Go do what you want to say, and then I'll, I'll. I have a bit because I actually just received a concussion probably about a week ago. So then I'll put my bit on after the fact. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So not definitely not imposed. Okay, we are talking here about adults. I mean, everything in life involves risk. Okay, seriously. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys. I'm in my home. I feel relatively safe at this point in that point in time. But God forbid a plane could come crashing right into my home. I mean, it's a low probability event, but a plane could come crashing into my home and get rid of my, myself and my wife, who's also upstairs. But the point is, though, every phenomena in human is in, in human endeavors has risk associated with it. The NFL is no different. You're playing. You're, you're in a sport. You could be injured. That is true. I know the, concussion, the possibility of concussions, the, the, that possibility, it's real. And we know there, there's a history of this problem in the NFL. But we are talking about adults, and, they, and I am sure they are aware of the risk involved in participating in this, in this sort of event, in this, in this sport. They are fully aware of the risk. And if they, as adults, are willing to take that risk, then I, I do not see anybody should try to stop them. However, I would hope that the NFL as a private entity will develop maybe better protocols for the people involved in their, in their sport, but that must be done in the private sector. I don't want the government or anybody outside of some governmental authority coming along and saying, this is how it's gonna be. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not there at all. But hopefully the NFL will develop better protocols to protect their, their players. I agree. You know, I thought they already had protocols in place where if somebody did have a head injury, they had to do a mandatory take them into a tent. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. So Looks like we lost, we lost Eric. Eric. Yeah. So, yeah. Well... Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll get him back uh, soon um, and then we can uh, talk about that. But yeah, you know, just of all, um, I, I guess, uh, full disclosure, <laughs> I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. So, uh, you know, this this particular topic was, uh, you know, a little bit near and dear to me. You near know. and dear to your heart, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, watching, watching our quarterback go out on a stretcher is, is no fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, it, it is worth noting that, I mean, these guys, they, they, they make this essentially deal knowing that, you know, the, the contracts they're signing are worth hundreds of thousands, if not multi-millions of dollars. Right. So, you know, this is something where, uh, you know, people sign up for risk all the time. You know, people sign up to to take uh, risk as a window washer on a building yeah, that might course. be a hundred yeah. stories high, yes. and you know, there's a chance they could fall, and they're not getting paid near as well as as an NFL player. So, exactly, you know, these, exactly. these yeah. So, I mean, these things, and and it certainly begs the question: if if you're going to restrict NFL players, then you certainly have the issue of boxing and guys like right. Muhammad Ali who who've that that's literally what they do they try and hit each other in the head whereas yeah, yes. football that's incidental but with yeah. boxing that's the whole point 
<laughs> so, so um, and certainly we saw what that did to Muhammad Ali, where you know at the end at, of his, at the end life, of his life, at the end of his life, he has he was having some real uh, cognitive issues. He really was at yeah. the end of his life. Yeah. yeah. But you know that that said, I mean, you think about would would you be willing to make the deal that you have this life of high notoriety where you impact you know millions of people around the world with your performances, um, and so it lessens maybe the quality of a decade of your life or so. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, you're, you're, you're making that bargain where you're literally uh, having, you know, maybe uh, experiences that are just uh, unimaginable, you know, as far as being able to be on the world stage. So yeah. I, I just, um, you know, it seems like that's something that every individual needs to make for themselves, those, those sort of weighing those costs and benefits. Oh. I mean, I mean, if you look at a very simple thing, you know, Jason, take, for instance, look at look at driving. I mean, we we jump in the cars. We never think about the, the risk associated with that. But every year, I think about what, 30, 35,000 people die on our roads and twice and twice that among are seriously injured. I mean, what then? If we're going to start talking about, well, you know, we have to protect NFL players. But what about the drivers of vehicles? Or not even the drivers. What about the yeah. passengers in, yeah. in, in, those, in those cars? Are we going to start thinking, well, we got to protect them too? No, I mean, how far are we going to go with this thing? I mean, let adults figure this out. I mean, the NFL has got to, if there's something that they, they have been defective on in terms of setting up product, proper protocols, maybe they need to get something a little better in place. But that has to be done in the private sector, not, 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 not government agencies dictating <laughs> any of this. No, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like we're probably going to get Eric back. So uh, let's let's drop into our knucklehead noise patrol where we, okay. we kind of look at the results of maybe people who've who've hit their head too many times. <laughs> the danger that they might actually become maybe a Democrat politician. <laughs> let's uh, bring up here uh, uh, Kamala Harris. So apparently she was recently in uh, the demilitarized zone in in uh, between North Korea and South Korea. And she literally made the statement uh, that apparently she's she's patched things up with little little rocket man where he's now an ally of the United States, apparently over there. Uh, what she said there was the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Uh, it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. And as of the point we were getting the story ready, uh, she had not corrected herself. So it's gone several days where, at least in Kamala's mind, we have an alliance with North Korea. This woman is literally in line to be the president. I mean, if something happened to Biden, which literally could be any moment, and, <laughs> she could be standing there. And in her mind, we have an alliance with North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know, in 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 the in, um, in the case of your your favorite uh, your favorite um, your favorite quarterback, I mean, he he had a concussion or two, so his problems you could probably understand. In case of of John Federman, one of her her um, her comp compadres, he had a stroke. So you could understand some of the problems he's having, even though he's trying to cover it up, but he, you could understand the problems he's having. But as far as I know, Kamala never had a stroke. She never hit her head too, too often on the ground or anything like that. But yet she come up with these sort of incompetent garbage. So now I am really scared of this woman. She never hit her head. She never had a stroke as far as I know. And she still come up with these sort of things. She, this, sometimes the woman is incoherent, worse than John Federman. 
what what are we dealing with here and this woman is a heartbeat away a heartbeat away from the presidency of the united states i think we're in serious trouble man we're in well, really serious trouble well leon according to her she's hit her head too many times on the glass ceiling <laughs> it's keeping her down right? oh sorry i did not understand that jason i really didn't understand that <laughs> this is the kind of damage that can happen i guess <laughs> Well, she she had a bad case of hitting her head on that glass ceiling, man. A really bad case. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, Eric, but let me let me at least bring up his website real quick so that you can uh, check yeah. that out and go find out more about Eric. Um, Again, Eric is running for the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate seat as a libertarian. Um, so definitely go check that out. And, you know, you can find out more about him there. And, um, you know, uh, just, you know, give him a shout out and support that, uh, you know, he's out there fighting for liberty. So, um, gosh, I can't think of anything else, Leon. So I guess uh, at this point we'll we'll leave it there. So until the next show, stay free. Yes, indeed. Life liberty and the pursuit of happiness always and forever thank you for listening to the knuckleheads of liberty podcast find us on facebook rumble youtube your favorite podcast network and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com <laughs>